Hello world. Welcome to another episode of Cosmic Conduits. We had to take time away from recording this podcast because we have been absolutely overwhelmed and bombarded with fan mails, emails, messages, and questions, you know, thousands and thousands of people around the world curious to hear our stories and our insights. And so we've spent the last few months just trying to get through all of these messages and and we have hand-selected today the cream of the crop, the best of the best, the questions that we think that we would love to answer. I've selected three, Jesse's selected three, and we're going to get straight into it. Jesse, who is our first question from and where in the world? His name is Terry from uh, Indianapolis. Ah, Terry. Good old Terry. Thank you for this question, Terry. Thank you for being a loyal listener, loyal fan. Yeah, we appreciate all your support. Uh, Terry wants to know, from you, Danica, tell me about your relationship with art and music. Where did your journey with art begin? Great question, Terry. Thank you so much. I understand that you would want to hear my perspective and not Jesse's. And so I further thank you for asking the right person. <laughs> the right person. Um, so my journey with art... I would say my journey with art began with music, truly. I mean, music was the first art form that really spoke to me on like a deep soul and cellular level. I've always felt that music connects me to the emotions that perhaps have been difficult for me to connect with without the music. I remember going through difficult times in my childhood. I remember losing a best friend and or a close friend, I was very, very, very young and being quite confused and overwhelmed through all of that and just going home and getting my CD and popping into my CD player and whatever music it was at the time and just sitting down and listening to the music and just crying, you know, listening to a sad song and crying and thinking about this friend that I had lost or this difficult thing that I had gone through and just just really letting the music bring it out of me and, and, and letting the music be a vessel that that sort of carries that emotion out and through me and not necessarily away from me, but but shows me how to feel and how to feel deeply. So, so music really, really taps me into the way that I'm feeling. And then art has, I'm a very, I'm not like a visual learner or anything like that, but I'm a very visual person. Aesthetics are very, very important to me. From a young age, again, I, I was very, conscious of my space I loved like crystals and little figurines I had like little angels and fairies and sculptures I loved picture books and artworks and intricate art artworks I used to buy maze books and I used to buy um uh, just I loved I loved images with a lot of detail and I used to have a lot of details in my bedroom the way I would decorate my space and so I think that um, I, I love the way people put together imagery. I've always connected to to visual arts very much so. And and for me, creating art, music is not, I, I'm not a musical person, right? I don't, I don't create music, but the way that I express the deepest parts of myself are through visual art. So I illustrate because I feel like that 
says something that that I could never express through words. And so that's my relationship with art. You know, music cracks me open and visual art is the way that I put myself out into the world. And to this day, mm. like nothing impacts me like music, nothing, not even visual art. Really, I, I, won't, I, I would say nothing is more impactful for me personally than music. It is still a direct it is still a direct um, channel into into my heart and into my emotions. And um, it's no surprise that I've fallen in love with a musician in this lifetime, you know. It's no surprise to anybody. And and just to quote, uh, I can't remember who said this. It wasn't really important. I don't think I really care about the person who said it. But <laughs> don't laugh like you know what's coming, even though you know what's coming. Because we already had to cut this and redo it. No, actually, no, we don't need to do that. We're like so professional and stuff like that. So, um, so this is a really great quote from like an all right person. Uh, they said that a picture is worth a thousand words, but a song paints a thousand pictures. And Who, which which all right person uh, said that quote? Oh, look straight up. It was my hunk. It was my hunky man. It was my hunky man, Jesse Turner. And I thought that was a brilliant quote. I really, really do because I resonate with that very, very much. That, yeah, I mean, think about it. A picture paints a thousand words that says what we could never say, but a song puts it all together and the stories that music tells. When I, when I listen to music, like my connection to music is, is when I am listening to my favorite artist, to my favorite album, I feel my, like my heart and soul is exploding. Sometimes I think like, how did you capture the essence of the way that I feel in this lifetime and deliver it in such a way? Nothing will ever make me feel the way this makes me feel. And then, and then I, I, I feel like I get charged up and I receive these downloads of like inspiration. I want to be better. I want to create art. I want to have an impact. I want to be better. I want to take care of my body. I want to exercise. I want to eat well. Like these are all the things that I feel when I'm listening to my favorite music and you know, art and music inspires me, inspires me to create art and find more beautiful music. And uh, it's just, it's everything, man. Art and music is everything to me. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful question, Terry. Thank, Thank you, Terry. You. Thank I, you. Um, I love how, you know, music cracks you open and then visual art pours out of you. Such an interesting thing. I wonder how many other artists have that kind of relationship to art where they use one platform of art to connect deep with their emotions and then express it in a very different platform yeah pretty cool yeah and i think with all good art um inspiration is what follows i've always you know how you just said it inspires you to be to be better and to do better and to create better that's what i love about art the most yeah. is it doesn't matter what kind of art it is if it connects with you it makes you better yeah Profound, Completely man. agree. I can't think of anything else on this planet that just does that. I think we need to have a whole separate episode where we just talk about bang art. on about music. Music, yeah. In in particular. Oh, for me, I'd need like at least fifteen episodes. <laughs> but when I mean, you can you can be a part of like one of them if you want. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Never. All right. So um, it was really hard to find people sending questions in for Jesse. Most of them were for me. In fact, a lot of people didn't even acknowledge Jesse when they sent through questions. I think that. People mostly focused on me when they listen to the podcast, but I found I managed to find a few questions for Jesse. So mm. after I directed her to my own email, where there were just you know thousands and thousands of you know personal questions. Yeah, people were sending. They, they didn't want to have to you know blend so them with all Danica's fans. You personally, were they? Yeah, because they they know that I'm a you know prolific artist who they can reach out to, who's got a very uh, what's the word relatable and inviting essence who they just want to speak to directly. They don't want to send an email to some generic 
podcast titled Gmail account where they may or may not get through to me. They're just like, so I want to got- go straight to him, straight to the source. Anyway, We've got so many fans, we can't keep track of them. Too clearly. many. I mean, too I'm going to have to open so- a third email account <laughs> just because, I mean, all our inboxes are full. You only get 50 gigs with Gmail. It's too much, man. It's too much. Anyway, so you managed to just find you know, a question or two for me. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Uh, this question's from uh, Jessica from Turkey. Jessica, there's a girl in Turkey named yeah. Jessica. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Jessica, thanks for this question. She wants to know, Jesse, <laughs> what would be your ultimate spontaneous adventure if you had to get up and go right now? I'd probably go to Turkey and hang out with Jessica. Because, you know, we, oh, have, we have a great time. That's why the fans reach out to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to answer that question, let's just say to give it a second answer, my ultimate spontaneous adventure. Look, man, I want to see Aurora Borealis. I want to see a sky that is green and glowing like a mystical dream. Oh, that'd be so cool. I'd want to get in like a metal heat-proof capsule and roll down to the bottom of, vol- vol- of a volcano I'd want to... Uh, does, that, does that exist? Okay. Can we well, do that yet? Sorry, sorry. I, I feel like Jessica Spontaneous was, adventure? I feel like Jessica... I, I feel like Jessica more specifically was just saying like right now, if you and I were to get up and like literally go with with the money and the resources that we had. Oh, <laughs> and you know, science being where it's at yeah. and like technology being where it's exactly. at. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so I can't go volcano riding. No. Um, let's <laughs> see. You know what? I... Maybe not much of an adventure, but I'd like to go get on a speedboat, uh, watch Danica vomit for about two hours until we get to the whales. And then when we get there, just dive in, get some flippers, dive in. There's about 40,000 humpbacks uh, coming through the east coast of uh, Sydney, Australia right now. And I just want to go say what's up to just a few of them. Give yeah. them a, give them a you know, slap down to Finn. Be like, what's up, dude? Good to see you again. Hope you're doing well, Tim. Um, most of them are called Tim. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a thing they do. And I just want to go hang out with some whales, man. So that'd be my ultimate adventure for right now. I love that. Play I love with the that. whales. Jess, Jesse and I kind of have a special connection with the whales. Mm. And I, I, tell me a little bit about about the whales and the migrating whales and the way they make you feel when you see them because you live near the coast. And mm. oh well, you know, I just really. Ew. I bet Jessica liked that pun. Um. <laughs> I live near the ocean and I try to go walk by it and just see the ocean every day. And sometimes I will walk by and only look at the ocean for about 10 seconds. And that just happened to you as well, Danica. Where in that 10 seconds, a whale pops up. And, you know, there are people out there with binoculars waiting all day just to see a whale. And that one moment as you're looking, they are so playful. They remind me of the deep interconnectedness that is... Uh, that all people uh, have within them and can, you know, feel towards each other. They remind me of the playful energy of life. So that sort of makes me smile and giggle. They don't have to be dancing around the shoreline like that. They just choose to. Yeah. So I, I really, I really love that. And then um, the sort of powerfully gentle and loving energy. It's really the only kind of power uh, I find amazing where it's not, power in terms of influence over others that's more like uh, that's 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 a a short uh trail down towards corruption but power with a gentle loving presence where you know they could crush you or drown you or you know swallow you 
Um, but they just, you know, like I've seen people in videos dropping their phones into the ocean and they'll bring it back up to hand it back to the, women, the woman on the boat who dropped it. Um, they just, they, they're so enlightened as creatures. Yeah. I think they're, they're some sort of guardian of the earth. And yeah. yeah. I mean, the other day... What were we saying about protest, whale protest? Th- that's what I was going to... Yeah, I was going to... We've been, we've been having some really nice conversations about whales lately. I mean, the other day we went for a walk and there was like this glimpse ocean view between these couple buildings that we were walking past. And Jesse just pointed and he goes, look at the whales. And there was, he just he just said like, look, he kind of meant look out for the whales. And I just... we were I was mid-conversation. I turned my head and like he just said, look out for the whales. I turned my head and the second my eyes... Lay eyes, uh, the second my eyes met the water, a whale jumped out and splashed. And I was just like, what is that timing? Like of all the ocean on the East Coast, at that very split second, you said, look at the whale. I turned my head and there was a whale there. And it just <laughs> happens. Like, I, I mean, it's just, there are so many moments where I go and I'm meditating by the ocean and I open my eyes after like 45 minutes and, and, and that's when the whale show begins. And, and it's just about there, the protest thing. The protest is, I'm getting, I'm getting to it, Jesse. I'm getting to it. It's worth and, it. <laughs> and, and, and I agree that I don't think they need to be coming so close to the, to the, um, to sure. the coastline and I don't think they need to be hanging around all these busy beaches and splashing around like they do. I think they do it to send us these codes of joy and, mm. and, something transcendent and and jesse and i were talking about you know whales beaching themselves and we were just saying that as if any creature as as why as as wise as a whale that had the vast ocean would come to a beach and and beach themselves why why would they do that is it an accident like do you do you think they got sick of life no i mean i truly believe it is a protest bringing awareness to the fact that we need to step up when it comes to connecting with the natural world and understanding that that there lies our answer mm, right yeah and caring for the natural world caring. and every living being on yeah. it and just and just taking those moments to go look at the ocean and to go sit in the grass and to, and to see what animal spirits come to you and what they might mean, what messages they might have for you. Mm. I, I, spirit animals have become such a real thing for me in the last year. It's been a really beautiful journey. It's really beautiful. In the last few years, um, since you brought it up, actually, I've noticed more and more and more. And uh, it's one of those things where once you start, once you see one, and it does something to you where whether it incites a specific train of thought or, you know, you have a dream later that evening that's highly symbolic related to that animal. It, it does come with some kind of message. Yeah. And I mean, I'd never really understood the term spirit animal until it might've been until we saw that snake, Danny, that black and red belly snake, just a meter Recently, from us yeah. eating a lizard. Yeah. And that thing can kill you so quick, man. And it's, it's Australia. So, you know, uh, most things probably oh, can't. They, they, they won't. They won't like, kill you. But it was just. It's just. I'd never seen a wild snake. Pretty much a meter off the footpath. It came with a beautiful message. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 because animals are of energy and of instinct and of the natural flow of the world, they are in tune with the subtle energies that we kind of block out by being you know living this societal human life and and so it's not even like a like a real like weird hippie thing to think about like they're just they're always communicating with you they're always bringing you the messages of what is present and when you start receiving these messages and connecting um 
there's 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 a conversation that just goes on and on and on and yeah they yeah these animals come to you man um sometimes you ask questions or have a train of thoughts that you can't answer and then a spirit animal shows up an hour later and then in that moment you may be reminded of that train of thought and then you can google something like symbol of the whatever you saw a green tree frog or you know beetle that lands on your nose or something um well, and sometimes that, you don't need to look up anything at and all. And you just know in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like when we, yeah. that little green snake that crawled oh, between our feet, yeah, like moments cool. like those. It crawled right, in, we were standing facing each other talking. It After we'd just been through a life-changing event. Literally and, between our feet. Yeah. And you guys didn't even notice it because when I pointed at it, it was so well blended into yeah. the grass. Yeah. And it just stood up and looked at us and held its head like eagerly looking to see if we were you know, threatening because it yeah. looked very young as well. Yeah. And we've, we've just kind of been through this moment of just kind of like a radical heartbreak and just to have that little green tree snake crawl and just pop its head up and have a look around was just, just a reminder of like life's never abandoning you. It's always <laughs> flowing around you. And anyway, anyway, yeah. let's get going. So, all right. All right. Well, let's move on. Beautiful. We got many questions, many fans to get to. Thank you, Jessica from Turkey. Turkish Jesse, Jessica. Turkish Jesse. Is it pronounced Jessica, I believe, over there in that part of the world? It's way more European than Middle Eastern. What? Turkey. Is that that European? Isn't that that close to the Middle East? Turkey's like next to Macedonia. Don't ask me about geography, Maybe it's in the bridge between Europe and Turkey. I live in Australia and I haven't left it that much. So don't (laughs) ask me about it. You're the one who's well-traveled, right? (laughs) I haven't been to the Middle East or Europe. Those are the two parts of the world I can't tell you shit about. All right. Well, look, Maximilian from the Galapagos Islands has a question for you. Wow. Do you mind if I read it to you? I do not mind. Okay, Maximilian. Thank you again for reaching out. Thank you for this question. Um, This is... I guess more of a personality question, but he just wants to know what is something you think about a lot, but don't really talk about a little mind insight there. I'm afraid just went to a really dark place. So, Oh, uh, okay. Well, we, I'm sure Maximilian wants to hear it. I don't want it at all. So if you wouldn't mind just telling him and then we'll move on. Uh, let me try to think of something that isn't concerning. <laughs> <laughs> something that won't get you shut down as a human. That's a really great question. Something I think about a lot, but don't really talk about. It's a fun insight into people's minds. I think it's a cool <sighs> question to ask someone. Sugar, can I come back to it? No, you had an instinct. Why don't you, why don't you take the instinct and put some coconut and cherries around it, and then just pitch it to us? You know. Look, this is this is probably going to be like a really lame. No, no, give us the original, the OG dark thing. Well. I- I, I have a I have well, a look you see I'm really insane and I don't tell people about it. Look, I have it this is this is a, this is a, this is not a great answer but I have this habit left over from being a dissociative child of when I wasn't happy with my reality I would make up a, like a fantasy reality in my head and just live this other lifestyle. Like daydreaming? Not yeah, just daydreaming but like I'm like a parallel universe Danica. Okay. And and so I think I have this like default mechanism of like when I'm bored or when I'm doing a tedious task or something I'll just like make up a Danica in another lifetime and start living that life and so that's kind of something I don't talk about a lot where it's like I have to consciously be like Danica, let's not let's not pretend to be a different Danica. Let's just be about, this Danica. Can I hear about some of the other Danicas? Um I haven't really, I don't really let, like I can feel my brain starting to formulate different lives in my head and I catch myself quite quickly. But um, some of them are like just really, I mean, 
Nah, you can't. Nah, it's none of your business. Okay, how about how about this? How about this? You're washing a lot of dishes, and mm. your brain has now st- started to you know entertain you while you're doing this perhaps tedious task. Can you tell me of the entertaining process of going into a, a, a different Danica? I, it doesn't necessarily happen when I'm trying to entertain myself. It happens when I'm trying to dissociate, and, and so I'll say that. I'll say that like I, I don't go down those those pathways or narratives very much anymore and and you know they're also not anyone's business because they're not sometimes healthy. Okay, but, sorry um, Maximilian. Sorry Maximilian, um, shitty answer. But I will say there's not a lot that I think about that I don't talk about. I think that I just blurt out a lot of what cool. I think about. If I usually stupid songs come into my head or like thoughts come in and then I'll sing them out loud. Yeah, or, and when Danica mentioned before that she doesn't um she doesn't really isn't really musical herself. Danica produces more music than anyone on this planet. And that is just in the way of singing bullshit songs about what she's doing or what's happening around her or what she's thinking or making up words and rhymes. And she'll just sing for at least half of all of every day. So pretty much morning till night. Especially to my birds, like having animals and sing to them nonstop. But look, okay, to give a final, to give a final answer, I think... Yeah, because Maximilian... The best answer I have for you, Max... Maxime. It's Maximilian. Maximilian. Stop saying his Galapagon, name Galapagonian. My Galapagonian mate is um the thing that I probably <laughs> think most about that I don't talk the most about is just my visions of me in the future, cool. where where I want to be, like what the type of work I want to be doing, the type of energy I want to connect with. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. Okay, nice answer. Sorry, Danica. that was a little bit lame. Thanks weird. for the insight into your insanity as Can't well. Can't keep the weird out. Any that was situation. helpful. Um, and I'm sure we all learned a bit about you in that. So thank you. God damn it. <laughs> I just can't. There's no mystery. You Don't know? hide it. Like, yeah, what's the point of hiding? All the shit smeared everywhere all the time. Anyway, let's move on to um, Professor Montgomery down in Antarctica. Now, Oh, he, Professor Montgomery. Yeah. Now, he went through great lengths to get this question to you, oh, Jesse. Oh, did he? So yeah, yeah, thank yeah, yeah, you. yeah, of course he did. Thank you, Professor Monty. Thank you, Professor Montgomery. You, you nicknaming him already? Yeah, and thank you for the Thanks, great Monty. work you're doing down down under. I mean, she people think Monty. we're down under. God, Monty. Nah, he's under, yeah, okay. What is one thing, Jesse, that you feel like you're going to delve into later in life and why? Whether it be like a skill, a talent, a hobby, like a language oh, or Oh, I'm a ready practice. for this. Yeah, go. Qigong. Sick. Reiki, I've already dabbled quite a lot with these things. Uh, they seem to come quite naturally to me. Uh, so to sum it up, I would say uh, different disciplines of energy work later in life, of course. And we're already always, most of us, all of us doing energy work on some level. But I want to do it real hands-on. I want to get really Mr. Miyagi about it. I'm going to grow one of those mustaches and wear a satin robe. I'm going to have like a pointy triangular beard under my chin <laughs> um i can imagine my man bun having more context and i'm really feeling like i could enjoy working with energy in that way and would so, you yeah. would you be like a pra- practitioner would you i would develop it for myself and for my loved ones yeah and i would practice um as much as possible and then i would if if all was going well and i was like cool i get this it makes sense i know how to do this then i would maybe become a practitioner but not a pu- not publicly it'd always be like like word of mouth like private stuff on the dl yeah yeah like, like my my friend tells his friend third friend cousin whose thing, mom yeah. needs help with thingo and then bam 
It's interesting. I think that you and I both have very powerfully healing hands and very in very different ways. I think we feel energy in our body and our hands very differently. Yeah. Um, you feel yours as electricity. I feel mine more as heat. I feel mine as like static electricity. It's yeah. gross. I almost like... It's cool. Like you could shock people with yeah, yours. Yeah, it's almost gross. But yeah, Jesse's hands, like from like what he does with the guitar and the way he massages and like... I, I've said to him like, yo, you need to do something with these hands, man. Like I can imagine... I think, I think I personally think that energetic practices like Reiki and whatever else, Qigong and stuff like that. Um, well, like let's just take Reiki, for example. I think practices such as Reiki are quite limited in like, this is Reiki. We are selling it as Reiki. This is how you do Reiki. You go to the Reiki master, you learn how to do Reiki. It's like, man, there are so many different ways to play with energy with your hands from physical touch to like applying pressure massage to using your fingertips, to using your palms, to generating mm, heat, to mm. using just like non-physical touch to like feeling the energy to using Reiki techniques, using Qigong and moving your body. Like I think that there are so many ways to generate and shift energy that when you kind of confine it to one medium, it's, it limits it. I agree. The book I'm reading is actually talking about that and how, you know, Reiki you know, ray just means universal and key means energy. So it's just literally universal energy. Yeah. But they have a specific discipline and system and, and there are practitioners who pass down information to other practitioners and it's very much kind of kept within the Reiki community. And this one Reiki practitioner who's the author of this book I'm reading, uh, she has said that exactly what you're trying to say, I believe, yeah. which is like this is all just energy work and and you can be working with this stuff outside of understanding the true disciplines. Yeah, like this is one way of doing it. Yeah. This may help you a lot, but don't let, don't be limited to this one way. Correct. I yeah. always think that if Jesse went away and did like a remedial massage course, learned a little bit about Reiki, a little bit about Qigong, a little bit about a few different things, my God, he could do some magic with his hands. You, you, already, you already do, but yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that, that that was your answer. Oh, it's yeah, it's been it's been in my mind. Like when I get the time and the energy, eventually, more more of the time and the energy, rather. I'd be really excited to delve into that. I digs. Nice. All right, hit me. Who's okay. the next super fan? All thanks, right. Monty. This is thanks, Monty. Yeah, we appreciate your question. Thank you, and keep up the great work in Antarctica. Those penguins are thriving. Okay, great job. Um, this is uh, Kevin from Jacksonville, and let me see Kevin's question. Oh, okay. This is a cool question, Kevin. I like this one. What is your earliest conscious memory or experience of anything metaphysical? Ooh. We're talking ghosts. We're talking metaphysical Spicy. influence. We're talking belief. We're talking all things that are unseeable. Spicy, spicy. I'm gonna Do you have say, any spicy memories for that? I'm going to say it's just plain ass synchronicities in high school. Like... You had synchronicities from high school? Yeah, just things that me and my friends would talk about. Um, certain numbers that we would just start writing everywhere and stuff like that would just start popping up in like, you know, just he like the numbers is an easy one to connect with. I think everyone's kind of first synchronicity is the numbers synchronicity. Yeah, and, I believe that. Um, so I think that it started out as with numbers and then we would get into certain things or we would start thinking certain ways and then those things would just pop up over and over and over. I mean, I, I'm just explaining synchronicity on a base level. So for me, it, it was just that. Synchronicity is just, 
And that was my first insight into like, this is weird, man. Like I was just really thinking about this and yeah. yeah, And, and I've never seen it pop up anywhere in my life. And it's not even, it's not the thing where it's like, just because you focus on it now, you're seeing it. It's like, no, like this was never here before. And now it's here and it's this, you know, like, Mm. I don't know. There was, yeah. What about, what about anything more obviously metaphysical. I know I, I do agree that that is a metaphysical thing, synchronicities, but what about like anything like ghosts or I remember you told me a brief story about Ouija boards. Uh, I know your family in Fiji have experienced a lot with ghosts. Uh, I'd like to hear something a bit because I, I assume that when Kevin from Jacksonville um, asked that question, <laughs> he wanted to know perhaps something a little more, if you've experienced something a little more uh, far-fetched. I mean, the Ouija board spelt out some stupid little words, you know, like pie or something. I don't know, something ridiculous. I can't remember back in the day, but I think, um, I think that the first like real weird experiences that I have was when I had that Ouija board and I kind of, I just had it on my shelf cause I was like edgy teenager. I like display my Ouija board on my shelf and, um, I, I used to have experiences of the Ouija board just flying off the shelf randomly. And that was just a very, that was just can a very, you, can you give us a more like elaborate description of what you just said? Uh, so you had, you had one on your shelf. I had one on my shelf. Walk us through that. Would Apologies you- guys. For, I'm sure you've maybe you are hearing a bird screaming in the background of this podcast. Like yeah, Danica that's and- my spirit yeah. animal and the message is coming through loud and clear. Whatever it means for you, <laughs> for you, <laughs> whatever it means for you. <laughs> Poor Danny's bird just wants Danny's attention right now. Yeah. And we're like, no, I need an hour to go and talk to a microphone. <laughs> yeah. And to answer all of our, you know, amazing fans' questions. But, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with Danny, you're dealing with some sort of bird situation. So, um, yep. So, okay. So, back Run to the back. Ouija so board you, thing. You yeah, had yeah. one on your shelf. I had and one on my shelf. So, I used to... What it was time just, of day? It was just like a little... Paint a scene. No, there's nothing time of day or you anything. You said it used to fly off the shelf. I want to hear about it this. It flew off the shelf like two, three, four times. Why are you times? so casually dropping that information <laughs> as if it's like, oh, yeah, this just happened. I'm trying to get you to okay, okay. dramatize so had, it a bit. It was just like a cheap-ass Ouija board, you know, made of card, card, like thick thick cardboard, so it wasn't easy to bend or anything like that. And it was blue-tacked down. So I had two dabs of blue-tack. I had like, like stuck the Ouija board on it, and then I was leaning it up against something. Does that make sense? Kinda. So it's a big rectangular shape. Yeah. It's it's got two pieces of blue tack kind of keeping it on the shelf and it's like so it doesn't fall flat backwards. It's just leaning a little bit against something. Okay. And if it did fall backwards, it wouldn't fall off the shelf, right? No. It would fall more deeper into the shelf. I mean it wouldn't fall backwards. It just wouldn't. Right. Okay. Maybe on a super windy day it would somehow be able to fly off the shelf, but I'm talking like you say it, fly off. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even be windy. And and maybe I was in the room. Maybe one time I wasn't in the room, but it would just come off the shelf. Like it would just. You'd hear a, and then you'd walk in, and the Ouija board would be on the floor. And the first time I was like, oh, okay, there was a window open in my bathroom. Maybe that was why it happened. And the second time, oh, there was a little. Maybe another window open. The third time. There was no window open and I was like, okay, that was weird. And I started noticing that it wasn't just that it was flying off the shelf. When you went and looked at the blue tack, it looked like if you had 
put two hands on the Ouija board, held it in either hand, and then scraped it along the shelf. Oh. So the blue tack flattened right. and like dragged. Yeah, and you can see like the stickiness of the blue tack. Exactly. Actually- and then and then it had come off the shelf. And wow. there's nothing that would explain why that would happen. Yeah, I can't imagine why that would happen. So that's probably the first kind of like and how spooky old are you? thing that happens. Maybe like uh 17 18 at the time and i just remember coming home one time and my ouija board was gone and i was like mom what happened to my ouija board she's like yeah i got rid of it and i was like yeah it's probably for the better she knew she knew she was like yeah we don't want this thing in the house anymore yeah there's something about this thing but look i will say that since then my house seems to be quite an open channel for energy Mm -hmm. to come through mostly good energy Sometimes it's a little bit icky. You just do a little bit of a cleanse. And look, we don't relate to we don't we're not weird in the sense that we we relate heavily to like spirits. Or we're not very we not we're not religious at all. We don't practice a lot of anything. I mean, I meditate, and that's pretty much all we do, you know. But I seem to just sometimes have some weird occurrences in the house. It's just people have heard weird shit in my space and. Sometimes weird things happen and sometimes things move in my room. But nothing weirder than that Ouija board. But nothing is like kind of dark and like that's a problem as 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 the Ouija board. Cool. All right. (laughs) All right, Kevin, I hope that answers your question. That's a pretty cool story. Thanks for sharing that one, Dee. Appreciate it. Kevs. All right. So I think I'm at my third and final question for you. Take it away, girl. Which is from, coincidentally, it's from someone called Danny from Sydney, Australia. How oh, such strange. Yes, yeah, such a coincidence. What does Danny stand for? Did she give her full name there? Uh, no, but her last, she did write Danny P. Danny P. Yeah, which is quite spooky. That is, that's. Yeah, I That's wonder if this person's ever had a Ouija board or a series of birds. Or, or, or a fantasy life that she lives in her head that yeah. she just accidentally disclosed to her thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of viewers around the world. Yeah, and thousands. Yeah. And thousands. Yeah, 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 We're yeah, reaching yeah. the Antarctic, the Arctic, and everything in between. A lot of America, yeah. for some reason. Galapagos. Islands. I didn't even know there were people living on what, that island. I don't even know that was a place. Yeah. Kind of, if I'm saying it wrong, it might not be real. <laughs> Um, but Danny, uh, she Danny just P. quite simply wants to know, Jesse, how do you bring the spice to your life? How do you keep? How do I bring the spice to my life? Yeah. Well, I have a chili plant in my backyard. No, you which do I, not. Which I do not touch with a ten-foot pole because I can't stand chili. The last way Jesse would bring the spice to his life is through chilies. That's true. <laughs> anyway, the spice. Ooh, the spice of life. All right, look. Let's let me let me rephrase that that poorly worded question from this weirdo, Danny P. I think life is spicy when you have deep-seated passion and live your life in line with that. So, uh, what makes me excited? What makes things spicy? Honestly, is just creation. I, I, nothing, nothing is spicier than creation for me. Uh, not even like chili or ghost peppers. I don't really care so much about having crazy adventures or experiences. Like I, I adventure every day when I'm you know, sitting there and improvising and creating that, that is spicy to me. If I'm making something purely out of passion for the sake of creation that I like and I enjoy, that is the spice. That is, that's as spicy as I'd ever want it to be because rather than exploring the planet, which is a beautiful thing to do and I aspire to do as well, I just explore consciousness and I just download information and become, I'm not going to 
you know, maybe this is the wrong word to use or it's maybe the perfect word to use. I become a conduit and I just, things just flow and I get to listen to them back. And when I get to hear it back and I go, wow, that's cool. That's something I would listen to. I enjoy that. Then I start feeling spicy. And sometimes I'll be doing that for hours and the whole room, even though it's a freezing temperature outside, the whole room starts to heat up. And that's how I know there's some spicy shit happening. Mm, um, so it's just staying connected to your strong sense of purpose and living that purpose every single day spices up your life quite naturally. That is my spice. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I can't imagine a life outside of, I can't imagine that not being the pinnacle apex of my entire world. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I personally feel like sometimes I crave the spice, like I crave the big adventure, I crave the big experience, but I don't think I've ever committed to like a creative purpose as as much as you have ever. You know, you you live and breathe it. You live and breathe making music. And I don't think I've ever fully created to my art in that way. And I wonder if I was living and breathing a creative life fundamentally. If you would crave adventure. Would I crave adventure in such a way? I'm going to go ahead and say dramatically less, if not, not at all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Let's wait and see. We'll have to message. Yeah, we'll what come was back. that person's name? Danny. Danny P from Sydney. Danny I feel from like Sydney. she won't be hard to get in touch with. No, I feel like, um, I feel like I, I don't appreciate her question at all. And uh, <laughs> if you could just let her know that uh, if she could send in some more thought provoking material, um, Oh, the question, question wasn't good enough for you, Jesse? It was written by a five-year-old, and I'm not interested in You know, five, some five-year-olds ask good questions, but that one was just not good. So if she could, if she could just be aware of how terrible her question was. Um, and look, Monty from Antarctica oh. had a great question. Monty, yeah, Monty did. He did have a good question, right? So well, psych, guess who wrote that question? Not supposed to tell anyone that Monty. I was going to say Monty. Oh, good. Or was I? Were you? Were you? All oh, things get inspired. Who wrote these questions? What's going on? Who wrote these questions? Do we even have any listeners at all? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we do have an email address, cosmicconduits at gmail.com. We would love to hear your questions, your feedback, or your uninhibited praise just don't hold back just those first two things please no one just the just no the one third. needs praise just the third look if me. you're gonna if you're gonna send praise in just write attention danica <laughs> and at the get, in, the, in, the, in the main body of the message just write get therapy please for <laughs> the love of god get that's therapy. opposite of praise because you're luring me in and then Oh, with the false sense of security. You're going to open that like, oh my God, yeah. yes, I'm so excited. Yeah. Because if somebody was inflated. that desperate for praise, then please then you need go to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. But look, I don't need praise or therapy. So, huh. Are you sure about that? Who, who? I'm not sure about any one of those things. Okay, good. Um, But no, you know, if you have any questions or topics that you would like us to answer or cover, we would love to hear from you. Shoot us a message on the Graham on yeah, you email have yep. that's about it shoot me a text if you know me personally but um look please send in your questions or topics please please we're desperate <laughs> where we don't know what to talk about anymore please God, please <laughs> thanks for listening everyone thank you to all our amazing and imaginary people who wrote in questions 
Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Don't invalidate their existence. Invalidate their existence? Yes. You already did that. When? Before, when you said, are these people even real? And then cackled like a witch. <laughs>